Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now. Boy, do you stay up and watch the whole fucking five sets? Uh, you know I did. Okay. We're recording, so we'll just start there. Uh, I didn't stay up either. Uh, last night was the first night. Uh, welcome to the Behind the Record podcast, the post-Australian Open catch-up with... with uh, Wesley Chapel order finalist Noah Rubin. Um, you know I got um, three uh, from points. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> Shit. That was pretty quick on you. Um, between Wesley Chapel and being here in Cleveland for the challenger, like three or four people are like, like podcasts. Like you got you got to po- post another Dude, one. And like wait, I got it. I got it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I like it's like it actually as much as it's like a humble brag, like it's it's pretty nice to hear though. Like people kind of listen, like every once in a while. Uh, I I've said this before and I'll say it again. I I do know we have a lot of people within the industry, if you will, that that do listen. Um, right. And I'm I'm greatly appreciative of that. It makes me feel like we're sometimes we we hit the mark, other times we just fucking don't. Um, obviously. Um, Where are you in your uh, cycle right now? Your uh, jet lag cycle. Last night was the first night I slept through the night. Wow. Oh. I, uh, I got on Tuesday. We're recording Sunday. Uh, let's see. So, yeah. So, Saturday night, first night I slept through the night. Uh, the night before, I only, only I was only awake for about an hour in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I finally have turned the, turned the corner or yeah. turned the page, either one. Whichever way back cliche from, you want to use. <laughs> way back from Australia has got to be like the worst. It's, it's the tough, worst feeling. Man. Yeah, it's brutal. Because you don't even know I, where you are, what day it is. Like there was there was there were multiple times where I felt physically sick. Like I was going to throw up. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So let's let let me just do a quick my experience, Australian Open. I wanna we'll wanna catch up on your, you know, glow up here uh <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Um uh, Australian Open remains. Uh, I don't get me wrong. I love going to New York. I haven't experienced from a work setting the the Wimbledon French, but man, what they do for the fan experience down there is something else, man. Like it is, it is a special tournament. I I'm very lucky. The people who I work with treat me incredibly well. So that's that's one component, right? But uh, you you just get the sense 
that the people who get to go, who are lucky enough to travel down to Melbourne to to watch not only the local residents, but if you travel down there, you you get the value for for the money you have to spend to get there, um, and that's that's really important. Uh, I I loved. Uh, it got a little criticism, um, but the the exhibitions the week before during Quali's week, the ability for that to be like twenty dollar tickets. It's huge for a yeah. family, right? Like yeah. that's a big deal. They so get the chance to see any kind of level of tennis like that. Yeah, right. To get to see Novak that for that kind of price is amazing. Um, having multiple stadiums as you know grounds pass tickets, great. Uh, the entertainment was actually very good on the weekend. Like having mm-hmm. concerts right outside, and then uh, I think it was Rudimental played right before the men's final last night, which. It's not the biggest act in the world, but well, that's still, a really yeah. solid act, right? Like, I, I, it's it's not like getting Bill Biv DeVoe, you know, sixty five <laughs> year old, and trot them out here. And, Let's play Poison from nineteen ninety. <laughs> um, well, answer this for me real quick, though. Do it's been a few years for me. Do they still have like this chip on their shoulder? Like that's what I always felt with Aussie was like that they felt like they had something to prove, and they I always don't think just. They do. I don't think they do, but I think that's why they always manage to go over the top in a way yeah, and, and really get make everybody feel welcomed. And they're like, thank you for coming to this I, remote I island. It, <laughs> I don't think of it as a chip on the shoulder anymore. I think that yeah, it's, it's just it's who they the are. level of expectation and say hello yeah. to the first cat appearance. Uh, <laughs> this would be pig. We've got uh, a missed you. It's been, it's, yeah. been a, it's been a long month without you. Yeah, 28 days is a lot. Marnie had a great time. Yep. Um, she said to me right before she left to go back home that she had a she had the best time and that she wanted to go home. And like as a parent, that kind of sums up like the best you gave your child the best experience you could. Like they did everything they wanted to do. Um, and she's been waiting for this, you know, it didn't yeah. work out, you know, quite the first yeah. time. So, no, so yeah, since she was three. So that was that was a big deal. Uh, work perspective. It, it was fun. There's grinded. Some, it, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, doing doing multiple TV matches plus radio is 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 tough. It's not easy, but it was a lot of fun. Working with, I mean, getting to do a couple matches with Roger Rashid. I mean, that coaching mind is is phenomenal. Um, I I, I don't want to. I'm going to miss people here, obviously. Yeah. But that just the the coworkers I had and getting to sit in that um, green room with some of that talent. I mean. You know, Laura Robson is amazing. Nick Lester, I, I think I I could go on about him for days about the quality of his work. Robbie Koenig's there, just like Colin Fleming, the whole who's who of like top commentators. I get to work with Chanda Rubin again, who is just mm-hmm. so good at what she does. It, it's it's very cool to get trusted to do some of those big matches. The radio opportunity where you're on, you know, in the bunker at Rod Laver Arena. Screw it, man! Like that's that's flipping cool. Yeah. Like I I hope I never lose the the joy, like walking down into a bunker and then like you are looking up at like flipping Novak's right there, just like about to like toweling off and about to serve is just that's pretty cool, man. That's I mean five years ago, so you know you've you've solidified your spot, especially at Aussie, and and I think. I mean, you're jaded in in certain ways. You obviously still respect sure. it, but like it's been 
like you've really solidified your spot there. You know, you have you have like a home in Aussie now. You've been there. You've done your time. Um, well, I, five I years think, ago, you wouldn't have said that. You know. Yeah. No. I. I actually. I mean, listen. You know, people have to take a chance on you as a younger commentator who's not a former player. And I needed somebody to vouch for me, right? And and that person vouched for me. And I had the opportunity actually in Australia. And I said, I I appreciate you getting me in the door. And I feel like at this stage, I've earned earned my right to stay. Yeah. And that's... That's, that's all you can ask for. I mean, that, that's yeah. like the perfect transition. Um, yeah. And hopefully it continues. You know, you never... This this industry, man, like jobs are gone like that. So if 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 it's one of those situations where i feel like now even if i never get an opportunity to work another australian open i i did i did everything did i could there <laughs> i did it i did some big matches and i think i did them well there were some other matches maybe i wasn't as great but like i knew like it's one of those situations where um and then i need to talk about one thing that's pretty serious okay. but like just feeling good about being in the role and feeling comfortable and that transitions me to uh, I, I haven't talked about, we've not talked about it on the pod too much, like one or once or twice, but, uh, stopping drinking last year yeah. on a pretty, on a regular basis. Um, the clarity, I know I said this to you in New York last, last year, but the clarity I have now allows me to be at peace when I'm commentating. My anxiety is not where it used to be because I wasn't, I'm not having a drink or two every single night and the it's just it is amazing to physically acknowledge that my body is different in in when i'm commentating all, all around like phys- physically you're like at your playing my, weight in a, in a way you know you're at you're at your peak performance in, in I'm some a little ways. above playing weight still <laughs> sure, but i'm getting but closer <laughs> i'm getting closer but this I'm is down. the best you know, you've looked, sounded as a whole. I mean, yes. we, we saw that probably a few months ago. You know, you kind of had that, that real breakthrough. Where you're like, I, I feel pretty good right now, you know, yes. and you haven't said that in a long time. Um, and now just like the way you're speaking and going through this and even in like some not so great situations, it doesn't have to be like a bad day necessarily. Like, just don't feel that need anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I still will have a drink with friends um, and... Uh, I want to make sure I say thank you to uh, our our podcast friend. Uh, well, I don't know. You guys have your thing. Chris Eubanks. Um, <laughs> I think we he still owns 10 racks, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I am truly indebted to him for his friendship and some of the things he did to take a risk on me over the last couple of years to just like, yeah, put himself out there. That really helped me. And has given me a lot of clarity. He took me to Nobu. Um, first ever. First time ever, which was. Oh, goodness. Okay. Like, honest okay. to God, I think well, the you, best. You finish off air, okay. The best, the best <laughs> piece of food I've ever had in my life was the black miso cod at Nobu. Was I, I like, was close to crying. <laughs> that, that close. And that was, that was a special night for me. Um, yeah, and uh, getting to see Chris in the ESPN booth with Chris Fowler and like in the bunker, yes, and like, oh my god, look, it's the giraffe! I see him. Um, Does he that fit? Was, 
<laughs> barely. It's it's a tight squeeze it's even a tight for squeeze, me. So. I, know, I was gonna say. Um, so I'm I'm just very appreciative of him as a friend. Uh, I'm appreciative uh, of of you as well because you are always checking in on me and you're doing so in the midst of uh, qualifying for the first challenger back in Portugal. Uh, qu- uh, quarterfinal last week in Wesley Chapel, Florida, and uh, I said it to you uh, last week via text. I I hope you are proud of yourself because I think you are putting yourself out there in a really difficult spot right now, and that's that's very hard to do. Well, first, yeah, thank you. I do appreciate it. Yeah, it's been you know I'm excited to be back, and yeah. it's you know like I snuck into main draw here at Cleveland, and it's like yeah. oh I'm. I'm going to main draw like automatically like <laughs> look at my like, free housing at the Clarion <laughs> Inn. like you know these are things that I probably you know three years ago would have been like what the fuck am I doing here you know like right. what no, in the you world been. and now yeah. like here I am like watching one of the matches to see if like the special exempt is going to be used or utilized and then like if I'm going to be because I was last one in it was like yeah. last second it was based on the Bicknell Ilgon, I don't want to mispronounce. I don't. I don't know who Blaze played. Yeah. Yes. So if this Ilgon, I believe Ilgani, Ilgon, if he won the match, he would have taken the special exam. Blaze pulled yeah. out of Cleveland, so he couldn't take the special. So he would have. So Ilgani would have taken my spot, and uh, he lost the match. I got in. I was like, you know, here I am in a million. Yes, like fucking hell, like you know, it's a different world now it's a completely different world for me um and yeah i mean we could start portugal i wasn't even supposed to play really i got into qualifying last minute and here i am playing like you know a friend and guy i've known forever gurch is not a joke no i play (laughs) you know and and you know here i am i'm like i get up you know it's way less about everything else i just get up to the line there were indoors in portugal i played outdoor clay court tournament there we're indoors in Portugal. You know, we have line judges and chair empire. Uh, I don't think any ball people. And nobody's watching. I think Fanslow came like halfway through the match, but I have zero people. So I'm well, just... And he's not for you. He's definitely he not, not for me. For you. He was not for me. I mean, he's good. <laughs> great, at, like, guy. great guy. Great but guy. Yeah. yeah we're one he, of our... and, he and Lucas are very close. Yes. And I mean, Probably two of the nicest guys on tour, to be oh, honest. Absolutely. Like the best. And but I get up to the line. I'm like, nobody's watching me, but I'm like shaking. Like I could feel my hand like as a racket comes up, being like, Oh, I, I don't even remember what this feels yeah. like. Yeah. Like that was out of body. I was like looking at myself, I'm like, what happens next? Like, do I go the racket comes down and then my other arm goes up and the like what the fuck is happening? Um and I managed to play some okay tennis, um, but like kind of throughout these few tournaments, like just being back out there and, 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 you know, feeling a part of it because still, I mean, it's early. I mean, I played a, actually like a decent amount of matches for a January for me, to be honest, yeah. but you know, it's still like getting the routines down and what do I do here? And like, even last week, like saw myself like losing focus or what's happening now or what should I do? So it's, it's all kind of coming back. It was, I mean, it was almost like 16, 17 months out from competition, yeah, right. which it's, yeah, I mean, getting that back and I'm super competitive. So it's like trying to almost rile that down a little bit as I kind of relearn this sport, you know, just like relearn how to play tennis. So yeah, it's been fucking interesting though. <laughs> uh, have you, cha- have you started taking Adderall yet or? 
No, uh, it's not on my list of approved items. I don't have a T-U-E for this yet. But... Uh, I, I'm interested now, like we, we joked about it last year. We talked about it multiple times. Do you get it now? Do I get it now? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, and I don't know. I don't know how it all works. And I also I know, don't but... believe that Adderall is the end all be all for a lot of these players. I, I totally, I, I understand. I, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, half joking, tough. half serious, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, no, but it, it does go into like the whole idea of like, are, you know, are you playing a step behind? I mean, I think that's the question for like a lot of players that yeah. are not doing it or, you know, or doing something else. Like, you know, even now I'm looking, I'm looking at like, okay, the gels I'm using again, like, is this the right one? You know, is there another one? And like, from a gel to another gel, it's very minimal. So I can only imagine what it's like to possibly have Adderall on your side, you know, necessarily, yeah, right. you know. So, yeah, I'm I'm not in that place to really experiment I know, I know. with it, that. It's... But, yeah, I mean, you know, I could see, like, six months from now when I'm, like, solidified my back, place back in tour and, like, feeling good and had some momentum, whatever, being like, you know, what's happening, you know? Yeah, what's right. happening here? So... But weird to see some of these guys, and then you're, you're just weird to see players in general. Some of these players, um, yeah. Well, what, who do we have hitting practicing next to me yesterday? And I like sneak on court after was Sangren Kudla, which was your first match at Aussie. Was Kudla no Kudla? Yeah, uh, te- technically second, but first second. day, yeah. Okay, Kudla Schwartzman. My first, my first match as an analyst. As ever. an, <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Stepping into the stepping into the two chair, um, yeah, it was that was was fun. With uh, Hannah Kuhar was her name, a, a brand new lead commentary person, um, and she was she was excited and uh, had a good time with it. And I'm I'm just like, I'll just I'll just talk about backhand down the line from Dennis Kula. <laughs> I was going to say go. you've seen that only about six hundred thousand yeah. times. I mean, Kula talk Schwartzman. about talk about Bucky's a little bit and and go from there. But yeah, um, I mean, you know, seeing the players, you know, at the future last week and, and kind of going through it and like, you know, for me, it's like this realization of like how I, I tried to bring it back to myself, which I don't always do, but I was like, I changed a lot in this year and a half or, yeah. you know, of like, you know, what I worked on in my life and how I feel about tennis as a whole. And, you know, a lot of players didn't take that opportunity necessarily. Um and like they're they're here, and I, I kind of see that you know they're kind of going through the same things. I I feel like this incredible empathy for some of these players when I see them walk off a match with a tough loss, and you see like oh wait I know that look like I've been in that spot before. I don't want to like go up to them and be like you should quit tennis for a while. Yeah, but like, no, you know you it it and it's, it's every level. I'm sure you see you've seen it at you know Aussie yeah. even you know because I felt that way. It's you know I would kill for a slam qualities right now, but. I felt that way at slam qualities before. Um, yeah. And then, you know, looking at this challenger right now and seeing some of these guys that look like burnt out already, you know, and I'm like, it's January still, you know, like let's. Well, yeah. no, they, I mean, we, we, we <laughs> no off season. Talk- same yeah, conversation. I mean, it's the same and, uh, conversation that we've had for years. Like stop the season at the end of October. Like I, you could ar- definitely argue earlier. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But this, yeah. this is, for mental health purposes, the smart thing to do is stop it October 31st and just say, listen, so, you know, we'll move everything up. There are going to be some 250s that get burnt out. 
That sucks. There are going to be some challengers that get burnt out. That sucks. The answer of you get to pick and choose your schedule is just we, as we know, is just not. It's not the answer. It doesn't. It doesn't allow players to make the best informed decision for their career. It's correct. It's, you just feel like you have to. You're losing out. You're yeah. It's a yes. must. It's a must. So it's absolutely a must. Well, honestly, bringing this to the guy I'm traveling with for the past two weeks now. Maloney, like I am looking Patrick Mo- for most people. Yeah, a lot sorry. of people might yeah, not know. I was, yeah, like, he's, I was he's still kind of new to it. Yes, Patrick Maloney, University of Michigan graduate, go blue or, or something. I don't know. Yeah, Maze and they something. won a national title yeah, in football whatever. this year. Uh, Patrick Maloney also owes me a hundred dollars. Go on. <laughs> um, you know, six foot four, good player, come out of college, yes. playing well, excited. New York Played guy, a, New York guy, trained with him a bit, um, and like. You know, he's played some professional events. I think it's like under 10 in his life or something like that. And seeing it through his eyes, like there's, it keeps that like novelty for me. And then watching him kind of describe how he sees how players are looking and how that looks and how that feels, you know, like Maloney, he qualified for the future last week and lost first round with match points, had match points to win 6-4 in the breaker in the third and like that emotion and going through that. And he had like that first feeling I saw in his face of like, oh, like this journey like kind of sucks if you don't go through it quickly. And I was like, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't get a point. You know, I didn't get points. I got very little money. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is this is brutal at times. Um, yeah. And then him kind of being at this challenger and seeing the some of these top players looking burnt out at times and looking tired. And, and then he's like, wait, is that Duckworth? Like Duckworth actually like came from Australia is like indoors here. And, you know, just kind of going through all of that and, and seeing it through his eyes. I, I almost remember like my first time when I was with a guy named Corey Parr, who got to like 700 played at Wake Forest, uh, was working with my coach. So he like brought me out to my first future. And I was just asking all, all these questions. Like he has his kids here, but like yeah, I saw right. in the draw that he's making $200. I don't I don't, yeah. I'm not great at math, but, you know, I'm just going through that. So as much as it's, you know, I'm still excited to be back on Taurus is very new for me and I'm pumped. It's like seeing it through Pat's eyes and, and he has these goals now and he's just out of school and he's, you know, a bit fresher than me anyway. And, you know, it, it motivates me. It's fun. You know, it kind of has this like new, you know, childlike feeling to it of like, oh, anything can happen now. He has that, you know, oh. And now he's realizing because he's going through the points, he's like, "Oh wait, it really does take like one event to break out." And I was like, "Yeah, like you could put like three matches in, you know, for a Pat too, who's like at a thousand. He he qualifies, wins around here. Like things are looking a little different, you know. You're at like another, you know, it's just just yeah. breaking away at those blocks. Um, but yeah, to like come onto the court and like look at Sangren and Kudla hitting forehands cross, it's like yeah, shit." Some things haven't changed that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I meant. Jesus. Stop it. This, this kitten is just. Uh, Puma just, out there. <laughs> just loves to play. And the other former feral cat, that's pig yeah. right there. And it absolutely hates it. Um, but yeah, per- perspective is really important. Like we had a few new commentators who did Qualies Week. It was mm. a government program to get uh, specifically young women involved in broadcasting sport. Um, and some of them just didn't have the the depth of tennis experience um, that that you know you just kind of are used to working with. And 
you know, there's two ways of looking at that. Like you, you can, you can certainly go, oh, geez, they shouldn't be here. Right. But no. I, I thought I went the other, the other route and I was just like, we're getting to see tennis through, you know, new eyes um, and, and see that they, they love it for a, maybe a different reason than I love it. And they see something that happens on court a completely different way than I might have seen it because I've been doing this for 10 so years and yeah. uh, I'm just kind of, <laughs> as you said, maybe a little bit jaded at times. And there will be times, uh, you know, inevitably at every tournament, and I think every commentator has this moment where you just sit there and say, oh, man, I'm, you know, I, I really hope this person comes through in straights. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> but then you you know you, maybe that doesn't allow you to really engage with the drama that's happening and so you know seeing new people um you know Val Febo who's a, a journalist down there and he got to do commentary for the first time and like seeing his absolute passion for it um and how dedicated he was and like his you know he he comes in uh, I hope he won't mind me saying this but he came in one day we did a match together again where I was the analyst and he was the the lead the play by play guy and he sits down with all like two page, two notebook pages, like with tiny handwriting <laughs> and like every single note possible that you could possibly scrounge from the internet. I don't, I can't remember which match it was, but I was just, he's just like, what do you, what, what do you, what do you think? And I was just like, I, I am so <laughs> impressed. And as soon as you get comfortable to take that down, like 80% so that you're focused on, you know, the intake the of knowledge is great. Yeah, the ability to send it out into the world properly is is what makes the the great ones great. Um, just you know that that translation, and I, I was so impressed because he got better every single time, but his joy was there the whole time. Um, but yeah, it's it's really nice to be around younger, you know, younger is relative here, sure. but people people who have different eyes, different vantage points on on the thing that we we really love was really cool. And I'm glad both of us got that experience over the last couple of weeks. And I'm happy to see you out there. And uh, I'm I'm really hoping that you at least, uh, you know, sneak in to Sarasota or Tallahassee, which will be my first challengers uh, in April. Um, so if you want to, you know, You've got what I, I I'm not going back I'm to the not, fence and see your face. It, oh, it's man. going to be one. I, you you're <laughs> at what like I I'm not. You have like four points right now that you've I earned. Really, you don't you don't know. Yeah, like I don't even. Look I know it's a, yeah. long, it's a long it's a long process. Journey. Yeah, I mean, um, again, we say it could take that one event, so that's kind of yeah. what I'm just waiting for. And and honestly, I mean, for people that don't know, I, I wasn't really even supposed to play this time. I'm getting married in March. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have to book to all my, my stuff. So. Wonderful, uh, Jamie. And apparently now I have to get a tux. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, it sucks. Um, can I rent one? You can. Okay. You can. Um, but like men's warehouse, you get like your measurements and then you can like pick it up in New York. It's like a whole thing. It's pretty Yeah, easy. right. I'm going to do that. Um, but yeah, so I, I like, I asked her, I was like, hey, like, should I, ju I, I was planning on waiting until like April because yeah. I don't have a ranking. It doesn't really matter if I start in January, right. April, there's no off season, you know, here's a benefit to it. Um, and she's like, no, like might as well, like just play and get out there. So like, this is all gravy and I'm just kind of yeah. finding, you know, how to play again. But um, yeah, again, I have no idea how many points I don't look at it. I mean, yeah, it's nice to see that the rankings moving up and hopefully getting closer to my PR, which I, I get twelve tournaments to sign in. Oh, you get twelve. Five, okay, five thirty in the world. Which this Cleveland Challenger will be my fourth one now. 
So I'll have another eight after this to use to hopefully get to that 530 ranking, basically. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I'll put in a plug. It would be nice if maybe you got one or two qualifying wild cards just to just to ease the pain. So far, it hasn't been there, but it's okay, and I'm fine right now. But yeah, I would nice like to love to sneak to like an ATP 250 for one qualifying would be amazing. So you know, if I could bring my bring my Jewish Florida crew out to Delray would be great. And I've always had fun and did well there. But yeah, I just like it just feels good to be out you know, yeah. play. So I'm not, I'm not even focusing on, it. I've been down this road more than a couple times uh, before school, after school, kind of midway through again, after an injury, I kind of get the point of this all. Um, and I feel good. Uh, but yeah, to see your fucking face in that corner one day, sliding yeah, out to a forehand. Um, can we, all right, let's, are we going to talk about other tennis though for a yeah. second? Yeah. Um, okay. Australian open. Um, Yannick Sinner, Arena Sabalenka, absolutely felt like the two best players of the tournament won. Yeah. Um, not flukes of draws or anything. Like, Sabalenka was dominant. Sinner absolutely dominated the men's side. Uh, what uh, Up until the final had only been broken twice. And then a comeback from, yeah, and then coming back from two sets to love down to beat Medvedev, who is truly remains like yeah oh man like first of my i still daniel's my guy i, yeah. <laughs> I just i love him to death um i don't think he gets he, enough credit uh he anyway doesn't. for you know his tennis ability and what he can do i mean rublev obviously the nickname the octopus but some of these points that you you're watching from aussie i i will disagree a little bit i mean yeah obviously the comeback from center is unbelievable watch the highlights um but medvedev wins that in three or four, and we're saying, we're saying yeah. that Medvedev played some damn good tennis that for tournament. For sure, for <laughs> sure, know? for sure. But I mean, uh, listen, I called his uh, first round match against Atman, hmm. the Frenchman, and and he was gassed, like he was getting pushed. Yeah. At that at that stage, he was so like, I mean, he spent like it was. I think I think he if he'd have won, it was the most time spent on court in a major by any Grand Slam winner. If wow. if he had won in four sets, right? Um, so like he got pushed a lot. Obviously, he had to come from two sets down the other day. So yeah, but I I think Sinner. Everybody has known for a while that he was going to be here. It it took you know I think back to those two cha- those he had two challengers with us. Binghamton One of the few and Lexington. people you called to be. Yeah, top. I don't call it very often, yeah. but that it was very clear after watching him in those With two weeks being in Lexington the second week. I think quarterfinal loss to Kruger in Binghamton. Shout out Mitch. Mitch. Uh, and and then winning Lexington uh couple uh, the next week. I, I said it then. It was just like this guy is very clearly going to be a Grand Slam champion at some point. And it's not about my call. I'm not the only one who made that call. It's not like I went on a limb there, but like it was so obvious. And the uh, adjustments he's made over the last couple of years, Darren Cahill being part of the team and just, I mean, Killer is probably, I mean, one of the top five coaches of all time at yeah. this point. I mean, bringing Halep, Agassi back. <clears throat> in, I mean, kudos to Killer. But yeah, Yannick Sinner's there. Sabalenka. Wait, wait. Not... Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think, so my, my initial question, and we can ask it a few different ways. Um... The two, the two questions would be, A, 
with this level of tennis, is he a multiple Grand Slam winner? Is he sinner? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I I mean I think now we're at this point now that you've got what three three guys here. Team obviously still there and Andy's still there too, but you've got, you know, Alcaraz, Medvedev, and Sinner now. You've got three guys who can push Novak consistently and and know that they have the what's what it takes to win a, a slam. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm think just, we're good yeah, now. I'm still, I'm, I'm guessing the consistency and seeing what that looks like. You know, at this level, I mean, some sure. of the ball striking was incredible, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think we have to guess on that. I'm, I'm curious. Like a U.S. Open run for him would be, would be massive. Um, and then the question is, you know, not good or bad for tennis, but where, where does like a sinner, two in the world, one in the world lie, for, for tennis. If if you give me Sinner Alcaraz, yeah, and Carlos has has been honest about the fact that he's got some. Now it's one of those things everybody's kind of adjusted to him a little bit. Now right. he's got a you know much like Sinner did, like Sinner sure. rose quickly, plateaued right, and so everybody adjusted to him, and he's had to make the adjustments to get to that next level. And I think you know Alcaraz did it at a little bit higher level, obviously having one you know U.S. Open Wimbledon, so he got there quick, but then there's that plateau, and now he's got to make another adjustment uh talked about his serve in particular um i, I you give me sinner alcaraz for the next 10 years i'm going to be very happy with medvedev yeah. as a, a great counterpoint to those two ball strikers um it's it's cool. funny i think <laughs> i think sinner which you don't always see i mean he's a quiet kind of shy sure. personality but for whatever reason, like people have taken a liking to him, it, and like he yes. almost has a personality because of fans. Like he, yeah, yeah, we the made, Corona like, the boys and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, it's almost like good enough because of what fans have like created for him in a way. And obviously, the tennis ability is so exciting. And I think, yeah, yeah like you said, Alcaraz Center is is amazing. Um, but he doesn't have the Medvedev. Be... No, but character. it's going to be like Iga. I mean, it's going to be like Iga, right? I mean, Iga's kind of the same way. Is the tennis is incredible? The personality is is more refined, right? Like it's it's an intelligent one. Obviously, everybody makes a big deal out of how much she reads. Um, I saw her out as a tourist in <laughs> Melbourne, just like walking around and taking in the sights. And I think Sinner's the same way, right? Like these, but I, these I do are think fans interests. have done a better job with Sinner almost than any sure. other. I'll use your word, refined. Yeah. personality like they they like created this for him where he's like yeah. now this like lovable boy you know it's like yeah, this there, like uh, let me just say there's also a little bit of money that went into the Corota boys from outside helping them travel a little bit but i mean by all means i, I mean even as if, it should be even if they created it yeah then good on their pr team like god we need more on that like even if uh, that uh, is the case that's that's amazing so regardless people somebody whatever being realized that Sinner may not be the person that loves being in front of the camera. So how can we do it? So I think that's great. Cause uh, you know, God, how many videos I saw the Corona boys, like just like on, like that's, we need a little bit of that Medvedev. hundred percent. We just need to put a camera in front of that nice. guy. It says anything that comes to it. I mean, him and courier should, I, I just like that combination. It was great. Dude, dude. So I, I just need to say, I've I've told this story before about me talking to Medvedev in Miami two years ago, where we were doing for tennis TV like a deep dive, okay. and 
we we did that 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 short version that he and Courier did. Mm. Daniil and I had like a, a seven or eight minute conversation about what he sees when he returns from back there and how he structures a point as a returner. It was honest to God, the best, it was like a masterclass for seven minutes. So when I saw him do that with Courier, I'm like, good on Jim for, for taking the time to do it on court in front of people. Cause that's important. Those things are like for your tennis nerds. So, you know, there are going to be some people who are not like the tennis nerds who are just like, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about, but you know, like, but the the tennis nerds like to understand that and the dynamic between the two of them, it's flipping great. I've got like weird questions from people and like they know, they play tennis. They know en- like enough. Yeah. And they see him winning and still will be like, why does he do that? Why does he stand so far yes. back? Yes. And I'm like, th- like that was great. Amazing. And, and again, like Medvedev in front of the camera is going to be He's great. something. It's going to be something. Um, and then Alcarez obviously has his... He's probably the closest that falls into that like Fed Nadal Djokovic category of aura and personality. So like yeah, I think he has and the kind smile. of and the smile. He has like that whole thing going and, and that doesn't yeah. mean anymore. And I think again, Sinner has his thing. But um if they can kind of keep it in that bowl, which I don't know if it does. We talk about consistency in the men's side. We don't know like next year. I mean Djokovic still looks like he has another five years left in his tennis so yeah. i can't even say anything yeah, on that front, he's gonna be he's gonna be there he's gonna be around um until bopana you know <laughs> age which i love seeing him i love it aussie um but yeah I, I think i think it's a pretty good place to be and then yeah i mean we can go to the woman's side which i mean that is we haven't seen a dominating grand slam like that since I don't. I don't really. I mean, I mean, maybe even Sabalenka last year, but she had a little bit more little up and down bit, last year. Yeah. But that was dom- do- dominant. So dominant. Google, tennis. like, just going on Google and like kind of yeah. going through the scores: two and two, four and two, three and one. <laughs> like, easiest dollar she's ever made in her career. But yeah, I mean, what are you personal thoughts on on Sabalenka as a whole? Yeah, I mean, it's. Listen, if we were, if we go into some depth about her ties to Lukashenko in Belarus, I mean there there's some there's some questions there that I I have not read up on enough yeah. to to know, but I mean there's there's some it's uncomfortability, discomfort um that goes along with that. So there's there's that. Um outside of that, she she is a great personality. You see that um, I mean, some of the, the, the breakpoint episodes, I mean, you see, see her personality shine through. She's, she seems to have fun. Um, even in the Djokovic and friends stuff that was, you know, the week, the leading in, like she gets it. She plays the game. Well, um, she knows that personality really matters. Um, and I think that's, you know, unfortunately for, you know, especially true for Eastern Europeans, that is hard to have that commercial breakthrough if you will, um, that has always been the case. Martina Navratilova is obviously the biggest example of that. That's always been the case in terms of the U.S. dollar. Um, I, I think she plays that game very, very well, lets her personality shine through, um, and, and there are some real positives that go along with that. Um, and frankly, you know, I, I think it's, it's great to see her having a little bit of a, a, a rivalry starting to develop with Coco. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Coco is... 
I think I, I think in terms of the, that Q factor, she's the one on the women's side right sure. now. Iga, Iga's, I think, you know, it's it's going to be tough for her. I mean, she she provides such a great counter to the incredible, powerful ball striking that we're seeing, you know, so much of, especially from Sabalenka. But I think she proves is a, is such a good foil. I mean, Iga has that like Fed aura yes, in a way, exactly. you know, with how she plays, and then obviously the off court, you know, charming but quiet, you know feel where yeah. I think Sabalenka ticks her own boxes as well. And Coco, obviously we know, I mean, there's, there's not enough boxes there to be had. Um, it's, I, it yeah. also, I want to make sure I say it's like, there, there, there are plenty more and we don't hit everybody here, but like Svitolina was back to playing like her peak and had, had the back issue not flared up. Like that was going to be, you know, Tough think out. about the yeah. idea of Svitolina, Sabalenka, and and obviously there's some political sure. drama that goes along with the fact that Sabalenka, and again, I, this is the this is the one thing I really don't didn't like about Sabalenka over the last year when when she didn't like she feigned like why why wouldn't Svitolina shake my hand right, right, you, know, right. you know like you know why you know what's happening that was, yeah, that, yeah. was that was the one that was the one thing that bothered me about her but like. That would that would have been amazing for tennis as well to provide that countership. And I think we're at a point as well. I want to make sure I mention this. Um, and this is a delicate thing to mention. It, it coming back from childbirth is an amazing feat. Incredible. We're almost at a point though where where we don't need to mention it because there are so many. Thankfully, um, and and this is to but a positive it's fucking effect. Insane. It's, like it's, 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 it's absolutely <laughs> nuts. But like, because of how many people are doing it, it's just like, now it's just like almost common. Right. And I think that's, that's a, a, a great thing. You know what I mean? So I like, we talk it's, about it's like sprained be, ankles and then you're like some, like a some human. Child. Yeah. <laughs> a human. Like I, I say that like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's a great thing to, to yeah. that we're, we're bringing back this idea of moms on tour is just commonplace. And, and you I only did it once. Uh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> It does change your perspective. I, can, yeah, I, I can't speak to the physical aspect, but it absolutely changes your perspective about what's important. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I mean... Oh, and, and God, we didn't even mention Naomi. I mean, hmm. having her back in the fold is amazing. I, I mean, like, she she brings another dynamic, too, and is starting to speak out more and more about her. You know, she's been so vocal about her mental health aspect. Um, Ben's book, I want to make sure... Like he's been on every podcast that's known to man in every television station. Uh, I had meant to bring Ben's book about uh, Ben Rothenberg, uh, his Naomi Osaka book with me to Australia and then forgot. So that is my next couple of weeks is going to be reading, reading that. But her she's in a good place, though. Fold, she's yeah, in a I mean, great place. I think she's like in a similar. I mean, we're definitely at different levels. Mine's at futures. Hers are at slams. But it's like I think she feels this like the pressure's off now like she's so far you know removed it feels from, that way it feels that way i mean obviously and i could tell it's it's not always going to be that you're going to have pressures and you're going to it's going to feel like shit at times but for her i think that that real boulder you know on her back of like i have to be this person i don't know if that's there anymore for her which is great i think if she could find her way back into that mix of slam champions fighting Huge. coco you know for matches again i think that's yeah. it's great for a lot of reasons um yeah i mean this is you got some good groups you really do and then you, you know, really you do. talk on the american guy side of what that could look like in the next year i mean there's 
only a billion things that can happen with that. You know, I, I don't even <laughs> want to go through all the names and, yeah. and, you know, people will say, oh, those are randos. And I'm like, yeah, that rando could reach the second week of a slam and we wouldn't question it. You and I wouldn't question it per se. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I want to yeah. put it, uh, you want to each take one? What are we, what are we taking necessarily? Just like e- Ethan Quinn is going to be close to top 50 by the year end. Okay. Okay. I, I finally got to speak to him for the first time. I like didn't know him. He was good in dude. Portugal. Um, yeah. yeah, good dude. Like normal Pro- professional. Yeah, that is professional. a professional. Loves yeah. his khakis. Loves his khakis. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this make make one bold prediction. Okay, here's here's an interesting one. I haven't right. got to watch the play. Heard good things. I am playing him first round. Oh, Lerner Tien. Lerner Tien. Like, I'm the interested. He's a good... I've heard really good things. I've heard good guy. Um, there's a lot of, like, college guys coming out that, like... And Pat Maloney has been, like, kind of, like, up in me. Like, yeah, this guy's, like, pretty good. I got to watch Bailey play. He's not an American, mm-hmm. but he was, he's mm-hmm. in college. Like, so so Texas, like, right? Texas, yeah. yeah. He was number one in the world, ITF. Um, so kind of seeing those... They're not quite as young as like what even what we were necessarily when we were like eighteen, nineteen. Um, Quinn is nineteen or twenty. I think he's. Oh God, I, I That's don't a know. Tough yeah. One. yeah, yeah. But I, I'm I'm not going to be as bold as you. But I see, I see a Paul U.S. Open run this year. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a outside. God, who? Oh, oh. Who's an outsider? Like a real outsider. Now, I'm going to, we're going to, actually, we're going to make it the, I'm going to go back in five minutes. We're going to make it the title of this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. All right. But Paul, he was open run. I'm good with that. Yeah. I uh, I think, I will say also, I think, I think Ben Shelton on grass this year is actually going to be, that's going to be a real thing. That's real. Yeah. As opposed to like first year on tour. Never played on clay, never played on grass. Right, yeah. Second year, if 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 his mindset is where it needs to be and it's been a, a hard year in that regard, especially the fact that we're still fucking talking about the fucking hanging up the, the fucking phone. Can we can we oh fucking let that go? Jesus Christ. Well, I was a little bit shocked that Djokovic went a little bit deeper into it than I thought I, he yes. would. Same. I thought he was going to be like, why are we still talking about this? But... Maybe there is more to the story than we know. I have no clue because uh, no clue. A, but like, yeah. I mean, I I think it's great for the sport, and you know, the same. Do you I, see? I don't know. Did you see the the, <laughs> the the Japanese kid who won juniors uh, at AO this past weekend, and he, he did pulled it? out the sword? Oh, oh, that's fantastic! Fuck me! I was like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> here I am, where I feel like I'm fairly mature. Like, um, I think about like if I had a moment. What yeah. would I do because of yeah. like guys like this doing it? Yes, you know, and and we had it all the time, and yeah, I get like the phone hanging up, like there's a little bit more of it. Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Like, this is right. unbelievable. It's on every comment on any ATP tour. Like, thank God. But, <laughs> it's good to have a foil, though. It's good for Novak to be kind of like that. The old just like get off my lawn, kids. But honestly, maybe <laughs> that was one percent of it for me. Was like maybe he just like needs extra motivation. Yeah, you know, sure. maybe Great. this is like he is like rationalized it to like this 
pisses me off, even though it really doesn't. And like, I'm going to use it to kick these guys' asses. Like, maybe that Great. was it because, yeah, I mean, obviously, I didn't expect Sinner to take him out and quite as easily as he did. But like, it's still Djokovic's tournaments to lose right now. No, 100%. You know, that's what it is. And like, at times, he's like going through and looks bored still at 36, which is crazy to see. And yeah. Yeah, so maybe this was like his thing of being like, "Yeah, these kids piss me off." And like, <laughs> yeah. but all right, yeah, let's let's let's. Uh, we won't end with this, but it'll be our last, I think, big topic. Uh, okay. Sasha Zverev. Um, did you vote for him for player council? So I started watching the new season of Breakpoint. Yeah, and they they make him out to be like this this true like hero. In right. a lot of ways. And speaking to a few people in the past weeks, like, it's really not okay for tennis. Like, really no. not okay. Like, it, if he would have won Aussie, which was very possible in a lot of yeah. ways, I think it would have been awful. I think it would have been one of the worst things tennis has had in a long time. You know, maybe they talk about tennis more, so you say any publicity kind of thing, but... This is this is really not okay with, you know, and then, and then you have these commentators speaking about how the trials during the French, which he probably won't be there for. And then you're like, what the fuck is this all about? And how is nothing being done? Like ATP yeah. is like, oh, we don't care enough anymore. Right? Well, yeah, the, the, a couple of things here. Number one, him getting voted to the player council made all of the questions to the players completely fine. Also, when I did them thumbs up, look, like all of a sudden there was just like a there little, a did you thumb. see the little thumb bubble? Yeah, I did. Anyway, that was, there. look, there it is again. Hey. That's creepy. That's creepy. Um, so <laughs> people who are listening won't be able to see that. But if you're watching us on YouTube, <laughs> uh, so those questions became completely okay to be asked of every single player there's somebody who's accused of domestic abuse on multiple fronts. Um, how do you feel about that? That question is totally on board. Like it, sure. it's totally fine. Um, it, it was the fact that there wasn't somebody from the ATP taking those questions, fielding those questions after the, the you know, the announcement of the trial yeah, date yeah. and that the financial component, um, uh, at some point, that's where the leadership has to step in. You, we can again; those questions are on board for the players, right, to take sure. now that he's player counsel. But man, it would have been nice to have somebody from from higher up, or even the president of the player council, whatever, to step forward and and take some of those questions, so that you know, like flipping Taylor Fritz isn't having to be asked that question. Like, regardless. It's just not okay right now. And the honestly, I think we're going to have like a wind-up again now that Zverev is playing some good ball, you know, is going to be yeah. in the conversation every tournament. Yes. Yeah, we, we're going to have like, come the U.S. Open time especially, I think it's going to be post-French, Wimby, Wimby U.S. Open is going to be a lot of questions, a lot of questions. And if anything, it just like takes away from the tennis. How many times have we spoken about this? Like a situation in tennis that takes away from what's actually going on in the sport, what's actually exciting. It's just like 
And this is not this is not good. <laughs> you know, the, no, well, for, further, really like shitty. It, this the think the the lack of respect for I'm I'm trying to like step away from my personal feelings on what happened, whether his guilt or not. I'm trying to do my best to be somewhat impartial on on that regard here when I say this. But the the lack of respect it shows to domestic abuse victims that that there's still to this moment not a domestic abuse policy or some sort of policy for let's call it serious crimes you know bod bodily crimes whatever you want however you want to phrase that the, it's i get the how complex it is when you're dealing with independent contractors versus contract employees like nfl nba that's contract employees that's a different beast it's a little bit easier to institute policy when you have a player union that you're, umbrella. Yeah. you're 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 having those discussions with player unions representing all players versus the league it's a completely different story when you're with independent contractors and you have off-court issues that is a very difficult you know pathway to take i fully understand that but for there still to be no policy of saying when this happens when there is a criminal court case this triggers X, y, component to like yeah. our own investigation and 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 for fans you have to understand a, a criminal conviction is so difficult when it comes to domestic abuse because you end up with he said she said 95 percent of the time there's not going to be physical evidence there's not going to be video evidence like I, I made this argument the other day with with a friend who we were discussing this you know the ray rice situation in the nfl it was he was going to get a slap on the wrist suspension and then the video came out right like that doesn't happen very often so you have to you have to get into the weeds here and you have to look at circumstantial circumstances and uh, circum, you know look at that evidence just off the side of it here and just say everything points to him being very much involved and you have you have to be able to to look at that in that respect that's why it's still really upsetting to me that the initial report on the initial allegation wasn't released they released this press release saying you know it it, it there was conflicting evidence of course there is you have two right. people with different you know and we we don't know what would have triggered something for them what was going to be enough what you know is there enough circumstantial evidence yeah, I mean, to trigger no something for this there, but are there has to be Right, there no, no, I know, no, I get that, but I also would have liked Zverev to take the reins a bit and be like, "Stop asking my fellow tennis players," kind of thing. You know, you have I, a, I agreed. You know, I would have liked him to say, "Hey, this is this is mine." Like, you got to take. You're not going to take any responsibility. At least take the responsibility that this is your situation and not others. Fritz yeah, doesn't have to be answering, and I, and I get that. I, I get I'm just that, but like, you know, he's on the player. They, he got voted to the player council. No, I'm not saying other players, sh you know, shouldn't be answering necessarily. I just like him personally to be like, this is this is my be a little bit more mature about this. This is a really shitty situation. You know, he has his own story. I get that everything's pointing to the opposite, but he has his own story. But take this on and saying this is my situation. You know, let me be the one to say no comment to, or not you know to that point and i know it's it's a legal criminal situation but he also does have the right to his side of that story right like a hundred percent i want to make sure i'm very clear about that i i by no means am convicting him of both crimes he has the right to his his side of that story 
And in the criminal sense, he absolutely will get to have his say. But I, I think there is something to be said for him saying, listen, I will take on this responsibility. It's going to be mine. It's going to be my burden. And as opposed to trying to shame the the people who are asking those questions, just accept that that's even if it's so much as I I will have no comment on this issue until post Australian yeah. Open, Some, right. something along those lines. Yeah. And his his team, that's where his team has to step forward and say, right, so this is, what this you have is to how do we're going to do round it. one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot out there that I don't think a lot of people have read because it's not covered up, but it just hasn't gotten the light that it deserved in a lot of yeah. ways. Again, you know, us talking about this is kind of a waste of time. But what I will say is that there's a it's lot not. of situations. No, I'm no just saying, don't do not say that. Do not say that. I like I'm actually going to be serious here that it is important to continue to talk about it, because the fact if if more and more, if we're talking and kudos to Ben Rothenberg. I, he knows, I know, everybody knows there are a lot of people who don't like him, but kudos to him for continuing to push the issue and shine that light on it. And it has to. Podcasts like ours, regardless of whether we joke about it or not, we're a top 10 tennis podcast in the world. We have to fucking talk about it. It's important. No, no, 100%. I meant more about the resolutions necessarily oh, yeah. that we it, have right. no, it's not, yes, we have no say sure. in, but it's it just comes and, and we had, you know, we in, in one year we had Bashalashvili say both wild and you know and then Zverev. And it's just like Curios. A lot of yeah, Curios. Yeah, I mean right. You know, we, we have a lot that just gets swept under the rug and then becomes an issue that takes away from Sinner. That comes an issue that takes away from Coco Golf or uh, you know, it's just tennis can't afford this. And when you don't reply to the situations correctly or at all as a top organization like ATP, WTA, then you're just making this tenfold snowball effect and it right. just becomes, into, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really concerned with this post-trial. If he doesn't show up, he does this. We have Wimby US Open. That, it's going to be the number one talk situation in any interview ahead of these tournaments. I want to also make sure I say kudos to the AO social media team. Uh, the way they handled Sverev in particular, I think, was dead on. Didn't put him in any of the fluff pieces um, and, and didn't really post too much about him on socials until it warranted on court, you know, making the second week. Right, right. You have to honor that, right? You have to honor the on court. I, I think that's part of the job. Even if people don't like it, I, I think that that is really important to say, you know, Zverev looked great. You have to honor that, in my opinion. If, if he is an upstanding member of the ATP, which he is right. right now, you have to honor that. But you don't have to put him in the fluff pieces. And you didn't have to put him as a hero in breakpoint. There is no requirement of that. And, and if you choose that, you better mention the negative. You better mention that there is something negative about him or else you are going to get the heat. And you knew there was at least one accusation. You knew about Acapulco and almost, you know, hitting a chair umpire with your racket to not. The broadcasting it, it team was doing a pretty good job. I will yes, say. Yes, they were. I will say now. Finally, ESPN very, talking about it. Right. There's very few places broadcasting wise that aren't bringing it up. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's where we're at right now. Um, 
it's it sucks to be in that situation with so much good tennis going on. Um, and now, yeah, and now we're almost in February. <laughs> and, and now I we're in Rome. You, yeah. <laughs> and what happened, it happened, it happened, it happened, it happened, it happened, it happened, and now we're in Rome. I mean, we spoke for an hour. This is, I don't want to speak to you for that long. Ever. I know, but we had a we haven't done a podcast in like I know. two months. So therefore, you know, it's like three twenty minute episodes. It was the funniest thing. Where you're trying to plan. You're trying to plan. You're like, are you good for this time? I was like, for the third time, that is four a.m. for me. I mean, we we try. We made we tried for like a five thirty <clears throat> once. California Dude, I was, was also bad. nineteen hour delay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I was also doing my best to do podcasts in Australia and recorded all of one. One. And that's part of that's on me. Like there were some also some personal things that were happening while I was down there. Oh, you, were so, like, out, you were grinding out. Yeah, then when, it was once a, the work yeah. started, it was like like Ryan Williams owes me one. Let's see. <laughs> Kubler. Kubler. Oh my god. He's he's going what in they got excited over Kubler? See Kubler, <laughs> if you if we can send you this clip balloons came out of Cation's ass because you have been avoiding us for over a year now. <laughs> but like, so Kubler's warming up on MCA, uh, like the, the day yeah, before yeah. the tournament starts. And I like, I like, you know, sneak down and onto the court and he's just like, Oh man, I shouldn't do an Australian accent. Hey. Here. But he's just like, are we doing it right now? He's like warming up. I'm like, yes, everything's right there. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, he knows, but like, yeah, Jill Krabus is going to hop on. Um, she's um, Kupfer. Like, we've got all of these people who are, yeah, it's hard. I know. It's um, well, it's January. It was my comeback. Aussie was brutal time-wise. And, yeah, and I had 10 days of vacation with my uh, daughter yeah, down there. With which... So we're going to, February is a good month, though. February, March are, are a little bit quieter. You have, you have the sunrise swing as well, which is not the worst time I'll, to get. I'll but, be in Miami. Yeah, so. And, and and your and your wedding is right there. Yeah, I'm gonna. What what ten, That's a great question. What tennis players are invited to your wedding so that I can record a podcast there? I'm not, aren't I'm not. I'm not even yet, kidding. So, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Well, we don't want anybody coming to our wedding, dude. Like, do you know how many people have Remember, asked me? Like, like you, <laughs> you texted me. You're like, am I still a part of this thing? I was like, yes, not only did I downgrade you from a groomsman, you're actually uninvited to our <laughs> wedding now. <laughs> that was just, I didn't know how to answer that text. Yeah, we were sending out invites. It's actually not that late, though, apparently. We just didn't also send out, say, the dates, though. That's, that, that was, the, was the killer. Yeah, right. that was the killer. Right, because we don't want people, again, we don't, we really don't mm. want people to come. So, All right. yeah. Um, but you're going to be there? Sick. I, I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't have anything booked. I have fucking nothing booked. Yeah. Uh, I am going to, I'm going to try to grab a couple of podcasts while I'm at the national team indoors. Actually, yeah. not too far away from you in about three weeks. Yeah. I believe today is, as we're recording what, yeah, what this is the starting date of that. What do we got there? February 17th ish. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. That I, weekend... might, I might be around. I might, we might be able to be together a little bit. Fuck. That'll yeah. be terrifying. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so next week we're going to have the podcast with Rob Galloway. Um, his story is fantastic. I mean, coming from, he was like a top junior when he was 12. Yeah. And then kind of just fell off and ended up at Wofford. And now, ha you know, it, it took him some years to get through the Futures Challengers grind and now is like seated at ATP events uh, on the double side. Great story that I recorded with him. Um, in, yeah, kudos to him. Like, I was just like, hey, listen, I have like, 
an hour tomorrow. Do you want to get it done? He's just like, yeah. He even lost the day before. And he was just like, yeah, we're, it's my last day here. Let's do it. Um, so I'm appreciative of Robbie G. Um, so that'll happen. We have an Excel spreadsheet. We're going to be more productive. So you and I are going to actually go through and like set times and shit and try to act like adults for once. God bless America. Ah, we got an election coming up here in a couple. No, no, no. I got to go. I got to go. Okay. Okay. Let's see what, do we get Let's an emoji if I just induces up? Kubler. Right. No. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. We'll, I don't we'll, know. we'll work on how to. Great. Wow. <laughs> that one's crazy. That was great. Okay. You have to go to YouTube to check that out. Mike Cation, go to my page. We'll have the podcast up as a video soon, I think. Maybe. I don't know how any of this works. Love you. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.